This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah. Cliffcentral.com mm. with myself, mm. Mabale Moloi. And Dumi Morake. You are always uh. singing along uh. to these songs. I da, like it. Da, na, na, na. Uh, isn't it? I feel it in my soul, my, soul, my body. And <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes in there. Uh, welcome to it. Thank you for joining us as always. Oh, it's 61 um, If you'd like to talk to Dumi Morake. And Mabale Moloi, we are here for you. Um, listen, it yes. is, it is the last day of August tomorrow. Yes. We are heading into September. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling it in my body. You know, you're tired. Your brain yes. is sluggish. Yes. When your boss asks you to perform a task, you take extra long because mm. you're just like, nah. <laughs> it's that time of the year. I'm, is, I'm feeling it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your mind is shifting closer and closer to December gear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your gears are, are shifting otherwise. But it's weird. You feel like that now. It's August. Watch 1st of September. You just, ding, you go into mating mode. Like you suddenly have that wretchedness that just peaks a little bit. It's the pheromones. The, 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 those ones. Hey, the English. It's, <laughs> pheromones. It's, yes. the, it's, it's the sex hormones that yes. are suddenly going to have the guys looking at you extra long in your summer dress. Mm. Or you're scared. Nah. And then you're also going to be checking them out in their shorts and mm. their t-shirts showing mm. off their muscles. Do you think it's because it's almost like winter's officially over? So even if it had been warmer before, it's only then that you're like, ah. Yeah. Because then suddenly the guys are like, wait, skin, yes. look, yes. skin. Yes. Because this whole time they've been seeing these knee-high boots and, and coats and, and it's all been, they've been imagining what's under there. Now the imagination is to be removed. They, they, they don't have to work as hard now yes. because there you are going to be with your shoulders yes. and your breasts um, and your thighs. Um, you know, you know what the thighs do. But your, and you know, it's winter thighs, eh? It's winter. Some of us are bringing winter thighs. <laughs> there will be many a migraine in this. Our country. What are winter thighs? What yeah. are, what are winter thighs? You don't know thighs? winter thighs. No, let me. With let, extra, just extra thick. Oh, just, just like a they, side they've got, yeah, they've got. That, you know, you know when you've cooked meat <laughs> and then that fat on the outside caramelizes. You know, there when you're making a steak yes. or a rump, yes. particularly. Yes, yes. And then when, when, when it's juicy, yeah. it's not, de- it's not that well done where the steak is dry. It's that one where it's still juicy. And then you can just see that the fat is not white. Mm. It's cooked well. And on the outside, it's a little bit crispy and and it's shiny and glistening. It's not that dry. Yeah, look. and it's not thick. Yeah. It's like just hitting that meat <laughs> at the right angle. That is when these poor men mm. are unable to can. They basically there is just a storm in mm. their pants mm. all the time. Mm. All the time, it's a problem. Shame, you know, Kisona mm. Gabona. I, I, I always say this to my guy friends. I'm like, hey, but you guys, the way that you are constantly thinking about, you know, sex when mm. you, whenever you see a nice female mm. body, like, I, I almost feel sorry for you because it's almost as if, like, you can't control yourselves. Yeah. And it's not even their fault. We're manipulating them. I don't think men cannot control themselves. I think we are just, unfortunately, we are torturing these poor souls. I mean, imagine this woman, just, just imagine she is brown and by brown i mean even if you're caucasian you know that right <laughs> level of tan <laughs> that biscuit yeah and she she has put cocoa butter <laughs> on her skin so she smells like food 
She smells Now imagine this Chocolate brown sister With dreadlocks Oh All the way down to her bum Yo Ne Yeah 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 these poor men are looking at this beautiful specimen and they, you literally, you want to eat her up and floss with her dreadlocks. <laughs> That's what you want to eat, eat, eat and floss with her dreadlocks. And listen, when I say that these men don't have control, I don't want to get attacked by, you know, the women who say, yes. no, but men must learn to control themselves. I am talking about when, when you, when a guy is in, is sitting down somewhere in a mm. room, let's say it's mm. in an office mm. and you walk in and you walk in mm. with your ass mm. and your boobs, mm. you know, looking all kinds of A-level. And, and you know, some of them walk in boob fest. Now, when I say that these men can't control themselves, mm. I'm saying in that moment, mm. that is all they're going to be thinking about. Yes. That is all that's going to be occupying mm. their mind mm. is mm. your breasts and mm. your, your ass. Mm. It's a shame. Because, you know, we don't have to, I mean, we, mm. you I know, I can, I can, I can, multitask mm. your biceps and mm. the conversation that we are having with men it's it's a, you know they they it's, they are lacking in that department it's sad because i mean it I, slows down their thinking part of the brain i'll be honest i myself have been distracted by hot women i i understand their pain Kakedas, i'm with you i it's actually happened to me where i've literally i've forgotten where i was what i was trying to say and i went Whoo! like literally my inner lesbian just jumped out and then jumped there back are in. so many beautiful women no bona particularly so in this country beautiful you know, this country is, we're not just a melting pot of, 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 of culture. We are the melting pot of the hottest bits of exotic features you will ever find. Really? Yo, I'm M- sorry. This country. More than Bob Brazil, where uh, like they all no, mixed no, you up. Must and, understand. Okay. Yeah, because of, of the, the mixed, the mixed, we are mixed. <laughs> just the, 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 what is it called, man? The penetration. Sure. Of, of, of the foreign blood that has hit this country from your Portuguese to your Malaysians to okay, your, all of that. Okay. And then you just put it with a, with a side of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just too much. And you know, Africa is strong. Mm. Like whenever you've got Africa in mm. your jeans, it comes through just, stronger than the other up. ones. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. I mean, someone was telling me how, um, American companies love casting when they're in Cape Town and they will cast like half the movie here if they're shooting it here. Um, when they're getting, you know, their extras and their bed parts and whatever. And they're saying we, we have so many, um, 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 features. That are there are colored people who can pass for Mexican, who can pass for for Latina. Oh, can, I remember Trevor Noah. He has that joke about how when apparently when he arrived in the US, yeah. they all started speaking to him in yeah. Well, yeah. the Latina community yeah, were like, "Yeah, yeah you're yeah. one of our own." And he was like, "No, I'm not," <laughs> because he looks like them. But carry on. He's yellow enough with yeah. that dimple. Yeah. Oh, that dimple. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a weakling for a man with a dimple. Oh. I must have known my husband is the one because he doesn't have a dimple. Oh, yeah, but but uh, I was feeling him hard. Well, well I mean. You know, because generally, me, if there's a dimple involved, <laughs> yo, there was, um, there was once a, a girl who trended on Twitter for for saying that South African men are ugly. What? And she trended for like a day or two, and it beca- it turned into this big joke. And the 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 question that was subsequently asked was, are South African women more beautiful than the men are attractive? So if you had to do like a, and I don't know why people want to do this, but basically the question was asked. Are South African women better looking than what South African men are? Yes. <laughs> I wish, I wish you could see the look that Dumi gave me when she answered that question. Like you dumb, fuck. like why? <laughs> Obvious. The answer is yes. Why are you being stupid? I'm confused by the question. So, oh, so it's... our women here are more beautiful yes. than than the than the men are handsome and attractive and sexy. Yes. No, 
listen, okay, hold on. It's an unfair competition to have, though. Because I have grown up understanding that a man only needs to be good looking from the waist down. <laughs> so we cannot be comparing faces. We cannot be comparing faces. And it looks like there's a man on the line who might also himself be famous. Should we find out what he thinks? I don't move. I mean, hence I'm not who, famous. <laughs> hello, uh, sorry, Duncan, who am I speaking with? Bongani. Oh, Bongani, hello. It's Bongani. Hello. Hey, how's it? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, Bangani, are you re- are you ready for for those spring and summer dresses? I'm sure. When are you good to go? Huh? I'm so looking. You know, you know the the color the, when when your color changes, like your your legs when you take it out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you don't know what's happening in Africa. I don't know. Yes. Hey. No, yeah, no. You know what, Bangani, you're right because I get like a winter. We're hiding everything. Yeah. So yeah. some of us, but a complexion. Yes, I get yes. Yeah. Like me, I'm a seasonal yellow bone. So then, when when it's springtime, then all of a sudden, we, yeah, yeah, no, mm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Are you handsome, Bongani? From the waist down. I'm not. Are you I'm hot? Not. Uh, not. What body type are you? Mkaba to me. But Mkaba is never isn't isn't always unattractive. I've seen this guy. This is one guy I saw once. Got says white. Mkaba lo just the right level of demand on Not too much. It was like demand on oh. But he left it at that. Well, just a hint. But uh, when 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 the money goes, will the honey stay? That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, you see, Bangani, that's why you must find a honey who is also earning money. Ne? Yes. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's like the best way forward. So you can, yeah, like Mabale Moloi. Yeah, so exactly. Send us a picture. Maybe you'll go on a date. Send me a picture. <laughs> Bangani, what do, you, what do you think of this thing that uh, that you and I were talking about, Hore? The South African women are better looking than what South African men are. Do you think this is true? Do you think, Hore, you know, you, you guys are good looking or not so much? I don't know about the guys, but the women. Ah. Ne. <laughs> no, the women, the women, uh, the women are hot. Piri, piri. That's why I say hotness overload. Thank you, Malone. Okay. Thank I love your show, guys. Thanks, Bangani. Thanks, Bangani. Have a good day. I'm always listening. Ah, oh, so, man. That rocks. And I'll data for days. So. Oof. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. Like, I don't even think guys sit worrying about how pretty they are, depending on, you know. No, it's what kind of guy there? It's not high on their list of priorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, madam, you have had a busy last few days, have you not? Because me, when I go into your timeline, you are in Emalase, <laughs> you are in Cape Town, you are here, you are. What have you been up to? That's true. Because I was in Cape Town. I was at the ICC um, uh, doing some exciting stuff with uh, chartered accountants. And guys, it's also very exciting the level of, of um, when you meet young black successful chartered accountants who are doing really, really well, you mm. know, um, and, and seeing them planting back into schools in their communities. That's also very exciting. Pledging towards making sure that, um, you know, uh, by, by support, uh, a lot of um, kids 
um, in high school mm. uh, with with their accounting and maths and all of that. It's very exciting. So I, I even pledged actually. Um, I actually should send them the money. I pledged because I was like, I don't need competition. I don't want these girls to come and do comedy. They must go and and do chartered accounting. So okay. that I do not competition. Strategic, then, strategic move. Yes, that's fine. And then I was in Vidbank Malacheni doing the first ladies of comedy. Where it, again, it was amazing. We arrived. We were a little worried about ticket sales. We were like, ah, oh, we haven't filled the room. But by the time the show started, we were sold out. We sold every single ticket and I was so relieved. Yes, I was like, we ma'am. need, we must, we must, isn't it? People must know. And who were you with here? You and the I was there ladies. with, uh, Tenji, where mostly, mm. who's very famous online, uh, for hashtag my song is the best. Uh, everybody <laughs> loves Tenji. Where. Yeah. Um, and she's got a lot of skits, you know, she's, she's like an internet sensation. We were there with Dawn. Tandeka King, the actress. Mm. Uh, she was our MC. We also had two ladies who are, they do radio dramas in Mpumalanga on the radio station. I, I can't remember the name of the radio station. So they were there doing, doing their thing. Um, cause you know, comedy, comedy has so many faces, man. And they were doing that stuff that's for the people. Now, here's what is a dumb question on yes. the surface, but how does the mood and the energy change when you are you know, doing a, a run with just female females versus when you are with the guys. The Botre, Botreva Gumbi yeah. How does that, that energy, that environment change? It it, it feels like you know those misebeti at home? Mm. It literally feels like that. It feels like we are at a, a, a Thanksgiving event or at some yeah. kind of family gathering that's celebratory. Yeah. I promise you, it's it's insane because we are all there. It, I think it's a it's a, it's a it's a very feminine thing to be to huddle. We huddle. It's yeah. almost like we huddle together. Ayam <laughs> Pama was there. She was singing for us. That's, that's because good. Because she has an amazing voice. I didn't know who she's a vocalist. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Does, does Ayam Pama. Does she have stuff on YouTube that you I am, can find? I, I, yeah, she's got, she's, yeah, she's actually got a song also on, um, on iTunes. And I've, I've been on her case. She needs to release an album. Yeah. She really needs to release. Does she album. want to? She wants to. She's been working on it, but she keeps procrastinating. And I'm like, you know, you can't keep coming up with excuses not to get this thing out there. Because every time I listen to her, I'm like, Aya, there are women I've heard sing who have nothing on you. You, like, I, I just, I don't understand. She is, yo, like, she starts, and you know, the audience is going, how? Aya? You know, because they're going, yeah, we know it's her, but what is she doing? And then she starts singing, and you literally, Jaws dropped. People are completely thrown by how amazing she sounds. I mean, when she was doing a sound check, I thought the radio was playing. Oh, okay. And there, it was that, her that good, stage, that kind of quality, that kind of quality. Um, so it's just and and you know the the room is so full because every time you are at these venues, you can tell they've got this yo hey, women. Tell really, and it is laugh a minute from start. To finish uh, I actually don't uh. know If I've ever been In a lineup show With guys Where the audience Sounds ripped From the moment We start To the moment the last, We finish yeah. You know Because usually When a show ends Very late Because I mean uh, The show really This time We finished quite late But the audience Stayed Like they were Taking it up You know You're going Guys it's almost midnight You can't be going Ah oh, When we're saying goodbye Yeah Like I really mean, you, you have worked your, your butt off on that stage. Eh? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I did that. And then Sunday, I decided that I need a visa. 
So I went to government and I said, government, please, mm. I need my visa. True. I need adult conversation with women. Okay. So okay. I got, yeah, so I got together with the first wives of comedy. I like to call them the first wives of comedy, which is Thalia, who's David Gow's wife. Oh, and Faith, okay. All who's right. Jimmy Solindi's wife. Okay. And their friends. And we all got together and just went to the four ways market and then we went to a mash and it was brilliant. So the was it just like a flowing. nice girls night out or? Dude. It was meant to just be an afternoon. I got home nice and chaseid in the <laughs> evening. I love those that start in the afternoon mm. and then eventually you're being asked to leave by the manager at the <laughs> Like, ladies, you know, we've got to go home too. It's time for you to go. Dude, and you get home and you're actually in the mood for your family. Yeah. Because it's nice. Like, I don't know if people get that in their relationships, married or dating for a long time or living together, that if you don't, stifle your person if you let your person have their time away and it doesn't mean they're going away for days that thing of when they go i really feel like being with my friends mm, right now mm, or mm. i really feel like being with my sisters right now or my brothers or my boys ne? when they come boy do they have the energy for you and why would you want to force somebody to spend time with you when that's not what they want? Exactly. They don't want when to it's be. Not of their agenda. They don't want to be with you yeah. in that moment. But then they're going to. But say, now you are forcing isn't them. Isn't it they're going to say? Yeah, but you knew that's what you were doing when you got married, or you knew that's what you were doing when you moved in with me, or you knew that's what you were doing when we said we'll have children together. Yeah, but at the end of the day, guys, you can't force people to feel a certain way. That's true. You, you could you could drop hints you could you, you can even threaten them if you want to i know a lot i know a lot of people who make threats in their relationships because they're trying to get something specific out of their partner and then they're surprised when the partner's gone because isn't it sometimes we will call your bluff there were. and then there's the poker in your face but listen yeah. so my business is going to continue this week because this week is a big week eh? and then akiri hosani is october the 31st i mean August October 31st. <laughs> what is your rush? And is there at the 1st of October? Ah, no, I'm, eh. just, I'm just in a rush wow. to, to drop this weight. Tomorrow <laughs> is uh, August the 31st, so Women's Month officially comes to yes, an end. Yes, we close it. Yeah. We close it. It's, it's, we're done. <laughs> we After now, so nobody must ask me about women things. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. Hey, hey. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean... Should we get into this whole Pretoria Girls High thing? Should we go Where? there? Should we go there? There, I don't even think it needs a discussion. It's 2016. I'm not sure it needs a discussion. I know a lot of people are talking about it. I'm going. I don't understand how we're still talking about it. I see people have gone from, uh, because I was monitoring this on social media yesterday, uh. and people have gone from, um, this is racist to today. They're saying this is not about hair. Hmm. So, um, which, which I understand and I agree with because, you know, for me, for me, it's a case of there was a woman who phoned into, um, one of the radio stations yesterday. And this woman is 76 years old, uh -huh. 76 year old white woman. And she phoned in and she said, <clears throat> you know, I attended that school, Pretoria Girls High. And even back in my day, the rules were archaic. This is the word that mm. she used. She said these rooms, these rules were dra drafted in med medieval times <laughs> and they basically need to stop and they need to change and they need to go. Okay. Mm. Because uh, the counter argument by those who don't see an issue with this problem is that they say, but guys, rules are rules. I get it. Mm. But the thing about rules is that you can't tell me to relax my hair and tell me it's a rule. No, well, listen, here's the thing. The thing about these rules is that I get it. Pretoria goes high once upon a time only catered to one specific race group yes. of people. And then 
uh, when they started allowing other race groups of people to come in, mm. they then decided, oh, but then actually we are going to adjust these so-called rules uh. for these new groups of people coming mm. in because you don't see white girls typically in school walking around with braids in their hair. They don't cornrow mm. their hair. Mm. They don't lock their hair, mm. you know, dreadlocks. Mm. So when these rules were then formulated, it was specifically catered to these new groups of people coming mm. in. So when you go in... Which is why they said, yeah, but you know what? If you are going to come here with your braids, look then like we are going to insist or your braids must be 10 centimeters thick or 10 mm. millimeters long mm. or whatever it is, the stipulations mm. that they have in their policies. Mm. So these rules were specifically crafted... For a specific group of people, mm. which is where I find the script, the, the discrimination to come mm. in. Rules are rules, but mm. then you adjusted your rules when mm. you started allowing blacks and coloreds mm. and Indians into mm. your schools. Mm. And isn't it once upon a time, it used to be the rule that our grandparents couldn't walk these streets without producing a dompas? That rule doesn't exist anymore. True. So all I'm saying is these rules, rules may be rules that are archaic. But like check your clock. They your they are not the final say. Mm. Rules can be changed. Mm. It hap- it's happened throughout history. Mm. Mm. That's that's my you t- know what? Here's here's my thing. I know schools are sticklers for neatness, right? Clear you should look neat. You should look camped. If you look unkempt, then it's a problem. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, you see, because it's South Africa, then it becomes that fine line of, of, is this race? Is it something else? Because it's true that the perception would that be, would then be that because it's kinky, it's unkempt. Mm-hmm. And kinky does not equal unkempt. Mm-mm. But it's, you're not used to it. Yeah. You're used to us having to strangle our hair, you know, uh, in, in these, in these, uh, um, Tight uh, uh, ponies and and just drown it in relaxa and burn our scalps. And look, so that let's we can let's look own nice and flat like you. Let's own that part mm. of of you know. Let's us as black women own mm. that because you know mm. you you are the one making the choice mm. to put chemicals in your head to mm. relax it again. Mm. So mm. let let's own that aspect of things. But it. but carry on. But my thing is then focus on neatness. Say that we want everybody. If your hair is long, we expect it to be tied. That's different. That's different. If you're saying your hair, if my hair's long, it must be tied. Mm. If it's short, it must be combed. Cool. Cause I'm curious though, like what happens to the young white girls with the big kinky curly hair? Cause I've seen that. I've seen white girls with big kinky curly hair. What happens to them? I don't know. They, do, oh, they I mean, I know this is not their issue. They flat iron it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I Look, don't know. I'm glad we're talking about it because on some level, this country still has to have that difficult conversation of us having to apologize for our blackness, re-emphasize our blackness, have our blackness thrown in our faces for us to question or for somebody else to question. Like, why must we justify that it's bullshit that you're telling our children that they should do something else to their hair, something other than leave it natural? You understand? Yeah. Um, you know, especially, or, or I don't know if it's especially, but this year, a, a lot we've been, you know, we've, we've been forced to have these conversations yeah. around, around race. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know whether we have reached fatigue as a nation mm. to the point where, you know, as soon as we want to talk about race related issues, one group of people shuts down and they're like, oh, there they go again. I'm not interested in hearing what they have to mm. say. And so for me, I don't know if the conversation that continues after that is even worth it because then, you know, as soon as you bring up certain trigger words, people shut down. So yeah. this is why black people get accused of playing the race card. So white mm. people will say, ah, 
she's playing the race card, so I'm shutting down this conversation. In fact, I'm no longer interested in what you're having to say. In which case, then, we are not progressing in terms of you and I speaking to each other and apparently moving forward, which is what all these people seem to want for us as a Guys, it seems to be the price we're paying for the kind of freedom we all decided to go with. We went with the kind of freedom where... Tata decided that, and, and his people decided that, okay, let's everybody down uh, weapons. Let's all just hug it out. Let's hug it out. Let's be cool. Mm. We didn't get the civil war that I think we deserved so that we could really say this is how this thing ended properly. Um, we, but that's because we would have had a lot of unnecessary lives lost. Yeah. Because we'd already lost a lot of lives by then. Mm. But the problem is then it, instead of it becoming, um, Guys, we're making reparations. We're sorry. This is us actively as a people, as the beneficiaries. I don't even care what color you are. As a beneficiary of this oppressive system, this is how we're making it up to you. And for us to go, we are aggrieved. But this is how far we will go to deal with being aggrieved without avenging what we feel are injustices, right? Mm. Instead, it became, let's hug it out, we're all friends now, which is bullshit. This Rainbow Nation story should not have been a conversation before, I think it should have only started 10 years ago, not begun more than 20 years ago. It had to be, let's feel better first. TRC, if we were serious about it, should still be ongoing right now. Because the levels of shit that went down are beyond just our, our, our families, that di- people that disappeared, um, the atrocities that were done by people in, in, in the police force, etc. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like these conversations have to happen because we are fucking bitter. We are all angry. We are all afraid of each other. We are all unsure. The Bonfries are lucky because they just, it depends on where you're coming from. They'll say well, how much you know, how much you care, how invested you are in the race story. But are the the bone freeze lucky though? Because what I also saw um, unfolding in the middle of the story was a lot of older people saying, uh, you know, they're so proud of these bone freeze because they are so vocal about matters that the older generation didn't have the strength to be vocal about. No, the, wait, wait, where did they live? Because our older folk had the strength to be. No, well, I'm, when, I, when I'm talking about older people, I'm not talking about, you know, our parents or grandparents. Mm. I'm maybe even talking about us, us mm. you know. Because we were busy trying to fit in. Guys, you know, I, I will never forget. I can't remember who, who sketched that cartoon. I saw a card, There was a cartoon of Nelson Mandela bent over way backwards. And that's how I feel as a black South African sometimes that we bent over backwards just to prove that. No, 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 no. We swear we're not trying to make you feel bad. We swear you're not trying to push you out of the country. We swear you're not trying to crowd you out. You know, like we'll start apologizing for BEE. We'll start apologizing for affirmative action and justifying it as opposed to just owning it. You understand? Mm. So the frustration, that's why for me, for this school to think it's okay to even let this be a conversation on any level goes to show you how much we've let too much sit slide. You understand? I mean, I feel like freedom didn't mean let us now try and accommodate uh, Makua. Freedom is supposed to be, we need to now own our space and own the continent mm. that is ours. And I think that's why this is happening. And I think that's why we will continue to have these race fights over and over and over again. Because yeah. some people react like that to white people, I'll tell you now. Because that's the, that becomes the view that it's a white school. They're not going over, this is a school. They go, this is a white school. And this is what the whites are doing to the young black kids. Yeah, yeah. That, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Okay. That's what it becomes. Okay. You understand? Yeah, yeah. And that's happening because we need to be honest and say, look, guys. 
when you jump and call me kafir, when you jump and question, call into question my blackness, my corruptness, and all of that as a white person, and you're coming from a superior, a superiority complex point of view. I have a fucking problem with that because given a choice, 94, I could have killed your ass. We could have kicked all of y'all out of this country. That's the kind of the level of anger and ugliness that starts to well up in people. But then my question is, because I do agree with you, these race uh, fights or racial wars or whatever, they're going to continue happening. My question then is, because I get the sense that we... Because our default is to start screaming and shouting at each other, yes. right? And then we all huddle together in our groups. Mm. So all the blacks will huddle mm. together and all the whites will be there mm. by them. And then it becomes a thing of shouting and screaming at each other from mm. across the fence. Um, and then in that moment, you really don't care about the other person's opinion or mm. their feelings. Mm. In that moment, it's all about me as a black person. I am, mm. I am going to be heard by you white mm. people. I'm going to force you to mm. hear me. And this is what mm. I've got to say. From their side, it's the same is mm. me as a white person. I, I don't care about what you've got to say right now because I have my own point to make and I'm going to make it and you're going to hear me. He, so that yeah. to me doesn't pave a way forward for us to progress. Mm-hmm. Is my concern. You see, you in summary, what you're saying is the blacks are going, I'm black, I'm back, I'm ready to attack. <laughs> and the whites are going, I'm white, I'm right, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> at so the end of the day, we're all screwed. We're all screwed. We ah. just, we need to have the fights. I think we need to have yeah, the fights yeah. to have a better country. I, I'd rather we did it that way. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the process. You know, you look at a country like America, who mm. historically are much older than us. You know for a fact we are nowhere near to fixing our problems. In yeah, but they, the blacks are the minority there. Their struggle is very different to ours. Okay. Yeah, we are the majority. The minority still pulls us by the short and curlies. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. It's, it's life truths. And how much of that are we willing to own on ourselves to say that we still allow them to? Yeah, we do. Mm. And the day we are, we admit that. See, that's another thing. The race card, the reason it's not going to last very long, this pulling out of the race card, <laughs> is that at some point, we are going to have to admit. Because, you know, I have a friend who once said to me, but to me, are you a victim or a volunteer? Mm-hmm. And we're going to run out of excuses to blame it on the white person. Yeah. You can blame a system as far as you can, but there comes a point, there's a point, there's a point at which you have to admit what you have done to put yourself in that situation. I think we've got another call on the line. Um, Cliff Central, hello? Hello? There's no one on the line. Hello? No. Are you guys sure there's someone on the line? There's no one on the line. No. Hello? We can't hear anything, eh? I can't hear anything. All right, no, let's... Ah, uh, it's so, fine. Uh, you yeah. know what? Maybe maybe they can... Okay, look, let's try again. Hello? No. Um, maybe we can try and, uh, you see, maybe they can try and call back or maybe we can try and call them back. But, uh, listen, uh, there's, there's lots more stuff for us to get into. Yes. Um, 0861-555-189 is the number to dial. Okay. Let's, you see, third time, third time is third the charm. Like Hello. No, guys. You are sabotaging our efforts here. There's nobody on the line. Let's try this after the song. Okay. Let me give me, let me give you what you like. Oh yeah, what what is he promising to you. to give me, DJ I, Capital? I, I, when I when he says I'm going to give you what you like, what's he promising me here? I literally don't care. What? <laughs> Mand- because because there's a guy called Mandla, my boy. Okay. Who says roses are red, violets are blue? What makes me smile, my ballet, it's you. Yes. And he is looking 
on. Mandla, we uh, would if like. If that's a picture of him, I'm assuming, I'm hoping uh, uh, that is actually a picture of him, uh, not a picture of some other random hot brother. I am in agreement of this hope that you have, Dumi, because Mandla, Yo. if that is in fact you Yo. and yourself in your avatar, um, Yo. please, please send us another message to let us know because yes. if that is the case, Mandla, mm. you are one blessed, um, Individual. He is shaking my morals. In the looks department. Like <laughs> literally derailing my morals right now. He, yeah, no, he's, um, yeah. he looks good. So <laughs> thanks, Mandla. We, we see you. Woo! We see you. Yeah, you have washed our eyes. Uh, Morake, can we talk about this coming weekend? Because it's a big weekend for you, it's isn't it? It's a huge weekend. Kay. It's a huge weekend. Um, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. I am going to be at the Comics Choice Awards because I have been nominated in the category for Best Comedian. Yeah, what? Yes. Comedian. Comic of the Year. (laughs) Have I forgotten the name of the (laughs) Comic of the Year? Now, what is, what is important to note is that this is not my first nomination. No. I have been nominated in 2013. Okay. In 2014. Budgets. In 2015, and, and now it is 2016. Okay, now, all right. Many would say, why do you bother to still be excited? Well, <laughs> very much like Tarantino, <laughs> very much like uh, DiCaprio, eh. very much like, uh, who's the other one? Uh, eh. There are many who are always nominated. Uh, all, all those who were nominated alongside nominated a lot. alongside Meryl Streep. Those ones as well. <laughs> those ones. <laughs> those who were always nominated alongside Mer- Meryl Streep, but then, but then Meryl Streep was there. <laughs> Them too. <laughs> you know why? For me, it says noted, comrade. Okay. Noted. Yeah. And because... Again, I'm the only woman nominated in this category yes! as, as per usual. Oh. I'm holding a torch for the sisters. I'm, I'm holding a flag, flying it high. Okay. And this is my 10th year doing, this is my 10th year in committee. 10 years, my bad. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't show on your face because you know you've, you've got a very youthful Aww. look about you, but, uh, your, yes, your work is impeccable oh. and deserves the accreditation. It deserves the affirmation, the, the affirmation that uh-huh. it gets. Uh-huh. So now, um, tell me, are these awards extra, extra important or special because you are, are you voted for by your fellow colleagues, your peers? Yes. So yes. it does that make the award yes. even extra special? Yes, because you know there's there's the one award that is the audience choice, and and for that one, it, it sometimes not to take anything away from the comedians, but it's quite a random. It's very zama zama, very lottery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because literally, it's about who can sell the best. I feel like it's about who can sell the best, right? Okay. Who's great in marketing, and. So I'm not saying they're not great, these guys, in their own right. But I'm saying, it, for me, the special thing is when the people you work with, who, for me, I mean, I respect a lot of the guys who are killing it in the game. Particularly in this category, we're talking Mashabela, we're talking Skumba, Kevin Goldstone, Loiso Gola. Um, I look at these guys and I'm like, yo, I'm standing with these guys. I am not holding my breath for a win, mm. but it means everything to me that I'm standing in that category. You know what I mean? Um, we'll get back to that in a second. I'm hoping this is Tabo that was trying to call us oh, earlier yes. on the phone, but now it seems they've gotten. Oh, Tepo, Askisi. Tepo, can you hear no, me? It's, it's Tabo. 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 Okay. Okay. 
No, but I don't know. No, we can English. We can English or Zulu. We okay, I'm calling in about the NWA of what you call this thing. The Pretoria boy, Pretoria girls situation. Yes. Okay. So I went to a so-called, you call it Model C schools, right? And I had family who went to, you could say, Bantu education schools, right? Mm. So my understanding of the situation is this hair situation that is going on in Model C schools is the same situation that is going on in Bantu education schools where you have girls who come to school and they are forced to, to cut their hair, to relax their hair, because if you come to school necessarily with a huge afro, they won't allow that. Mm. So for my, for, my, for my understanding is that this thing is a wider situation within the problems within South African schools, even within private schools. I, I went to a private school also. There's a situation there where the, the, the rules are, are not conducive for, for black women, you'd say that, where they force women to either relaxa or yakund. Mm-hmm. Instead of them saying, you know, I'd keep, your, keep your, your things neat in, in a manner, even if in the afternoon, keep it neat in, a, in, mm. in an appropriate manner mm. and it doesn't need for anybody to tell you how to do you to to conduct yourself Tapo, is, this, even, is, yeah? is this where the discrimination level of it comes in because these rules then only apply to one specific group of women mm. and not to everyone because other other race groups of women don't have to worry about these things in in the same fashion well in a, in a sense where when it comes to let's say, white white kids I want White kids, in, when you, if you could put it in that manner, their discrimination would be if they had curly hair and it's all born a frizzy, they would so they would be sent to the uh, to the principal's office mm. saying well, see, they came to school with mm. inappropriate hair. Tea, yeah. Meanwhile, you yourself can't determine what kind of texture your hair comes through mm. with that one. Because mm. it's like myself, sometimes my hair uh, it has its own, even if I'm fine in it. In Elizam, sometimes my hair grows kind of, kind of fast, that one. So when even when I did go to school, they would tell me, you know what, and at the same time, once you stay in the suburbs, you can't necessarily find a barber. As a black person, you used to find yourself a barber. So it becomes a problem where schools, it's not, schools don't, shouldn't have the authority to tell kids that want to go to Indonesia. Because me having frizzy afro hair, how does that affect anybody in class? Mm. If I have big, I have big afro and from seeing the board, I can go sit to the back. <laughs> so, like, this thing, I don't understand this thing where you're telling kids to, to do this, to do yes. this, to do this. As long as you come to school with a neat, with, with, with looking neat yes, and all your books. I agree, yeah. See, that is why I'm saying that this is about dismantling rules that are no longer relevant. Yeah. You know, once once upon a time, uh, when when you got to high school, or at least in some schools, you know, you had this fun little initiation mm-hmm. thing that the matrix would do to the stage, yeah, yeah. to the grade eight. I don't, I don't go through that. Uh, you see, when when I arrived at my high school, I went through that. But by the time I got to to, to matric, those rules had already been scrapped. Where they were saying, "No, guys, actually, there is no point in abusing the grade eight. Stop yeah. this nonsense." <laughs> and so this is this is what happens: is rules mm. change, and I agree with you. These rules need to change because they're no longer relevant. But thank mm. you, Tepo. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for calling us. Huh? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Thank you. All right. So, yeah. ma'am. Mm. Comics choice, I care. Yeah. 
No, Comics Choice is so Celeste and Julie, who I love so much. Like, honestly, if I ever had to sleep with a woman, it might be Celeste. Oh, okay then. Um, Celeste is amazing. Like, <laughs> I love her. You know, she is energy. She is love. She's actually one of the most loving women I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And she has been nominated in two categories. So I'm very, very proud of her. She's there for Vanak and she's there for Best One Man Show. So I'm very excited for her. So, yeah, man. Um, there's also this young lady, Claudine, uh, who is also nominated in the newcomer category. So women are really taking their place in stand-up comedy. They are not effing about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it means a lot to me because, you know, I always said um, in the beginning when there weren't that many women that if I do this right, it should be encouraging for other women to do it because they go, ah, but this thing can be done. I this can even do it can better be than her. Even by me. Yes. Yeah. Because if they don't, then it means I'm doing something wrong and I'm not contributing to the industry growing. That's a big, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. To be more no, right. it's not pressure. It's, you know what? We're all here to serve. No, my, I mean, my to, father to in love, pave the way for oh, to others. Pave the way, to be coming, a pioneer. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Because yes, because no one can call you irrelevant. If you're a trailblazer, You've placed the trail. There's <laughs> nothing irrelevant there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you belong in the history books. And I feel like I've now, for me, I think why I don't feel like it's precious because I did the first thing, being the first, being the first. Now it's the one who's been there. It's the one who, when she needs to be, can be the best. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, man, it's, it's very exciting. Sham. Um, so when does it all happen? This it coming all weekend? happens this very much weekend. On Saturday, me, I'll be looking so hot. Yes. So we're having a pinning ceremony on Thursday. A what? A pinning ceremony. What's that? Uh, we don't mess around us in comedy. You is know, is that like when Kanye West puts a puts a chain on the next the next <laughs> the next upcoming rapper that he gives his blessing to and he chains him? Is it similar to? That? Have you seen? That's have so you seen? funny. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. No man, it's like you know that like softers actually have that where they'll have like a they'll have a dinner before mm. the actual awards and then everybody gets these beautiful medals that say you were nominated for in in these categories and you at least get a certificate and a gorgeous medal mm. so that's the same thing here but we get these really nice pins so it's really awesome so we get to get dressed up and eat free food and drink free booze yes that's and always then, a win yes and then on saturday is the big the big night like oh so this is a whole weekend affair it's all born we're on fire okay and people must come on saturday eh? Because you know people people love celebrities. Yes, they but do. They do. You want to meet comedian. There are comedian celebrities and there are comedians who are just known. You want to come and hang out with those guys. We are not plastic. See, we are the people of the people. We are not those look at me, look at me. <laughs> we are those who are like, oh my gosh, let's hang out, let's have a good time. <laughs> like you know what I mean. And are people are people generally surprised when they find or Dumimurake wants to hang out with me? As uh, you know, if they look at you as Dumimu Rake, the celebrity, and then you there on some, yeah, no, plus I don't fights and let's have a drink. <laughs> are people generally taken aback by that? Because they, the <laughs> idea of celebrity is that you are supposed to behave a certain yeah. way. And I think that's why I failed at trying to be a celebrity. And I, I don't think I'll ever be a celebrity <laughs> because I, I'm sorry. I want to take the people with me because that's the way the fun is. The fun lives in the people who support the industry. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think I can stomach hanging out with industry people all the blooming time. Um, so yeah, they are surprised, but I think the ones who are surprised are also people who haven't really followed me long enough to know that I am who I am. It's not a front. Mm. This is me. Mm. And
and I'm not here because I look pretty. I'm here because I have a skill that is with me for life. Mm. So I'm not feeling intimidated. I'm like, I can actually be nice to everyone. Okay. Because they can't take that away from me. Sure. When a man. Mm, yes, I said it's sham. So then when you say that people must come, where must we go to on you Saturday? Must, no, they must come to Monte Cassino. Okay, that's where it's happening. We must have good times. All right. And there's an after party involved. So how do I... Where and how do I buy the tickets? Do I just Computiki. Computiki. Wait, okay. I hope it's Computiki. Yeah, just now I say Computiki can't hit someone hey, else. Just wait, now I wait. Put you in trouble. <laughs> with, I don't know. With all sorts it's, of. Isn't it? I'm not buying tickets. <laughs> so how how am I? How must I? How are you? Know? How are you supposed how to know? How must I? Can know. Um, um, well, I'm checking now. No, I'm, I'm, I know, I, I realize. Are you? Are you who's uh, gonna, let's okay. both check. Let's both check. Comics Choice Award. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, Get yes, Comics Choice Awards. Uh, 2016. Uh, 2016. No, but but yeah, okay. Uh, if they don't, if they don't immediately make it easy for you to 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 know. How to purchase these tickets? Then Libana, they're not doing a good job. And it's sponsored by Savannah. Oh, Ticket Pro, Ticket Pro. I knew I was wrong. Okay. Ticket Pro SA. People, your tickets should be bought from Ticket Pro SA. Please, quickly. Three Ticket days, uh, twelve hours, ten minutes, and seventeen. And there will even be comic comics from all over Africa. Comics from the continent will be handing over awards. Your Basket Mouth, your Chichils, you know. So if you know your African comics and you love them and you want to rub shoulders, I told you we are not snobs, Baba. Tina, when you come there and you're like selfie, we are going to selfie with you, and <laughs> we won't even make you edit it first. We will just be there with you. No filters here. No filter. That's the hashtag for us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this coming weekend, Monte Cassino, if you happen to be in the area. Uh, one last thing before we do wrap oh, it up. Oh, are we going to address the elephant in the room? We are Yo, going one to, last thing. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to address the elephant in the room, okay. but the only reason that we are addressing it is because you have insisted that we address it again. Yes, because I think a, a lot of people are like, what the fornicate just happened? Okay, so um, last week, uh, at some point last week, I came across uh, a, a news article online. Um, I think it was originally written by the citizen, but yes. since then there are a number of other publications that Isn't have that, that, how they roll. that have picked up the story, Times Live, Sowetan Live, all of these. And the gist of the story here is you, Dumi Moraike, uh, speaking out about your rape ordeal. Yes, yes. So take us back <sighs> to the beginning and... <laughs> First of all, tell us what we don't know. First of all, I wasn't coming out about an ordeal. The 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 context for me was around normalization of rape and our attitude in this country towards rape. And for me, part of my silence was not a fear more than this is something that happens anyway. You know what I mean? As I have been told, you know. Um, so for me, it was about, well, if I go and tell people I was raped, that's how I lost my virginity. They're going to be like, yeah, me too. And then, so when the newspapers called it an ordeal, I was also like, eh, it wasn't an ordeal. Yes. It took me and I have to recover from it because yeah, I guess it is an ordeal, but it just, the way it was put, man, it sounded so violent and scary. And because I feel like it's been years since this happened, you know, yeah. um, it's been almost 20 years since this happened. I just felt like. No, don't call it that. Don't try and make me a fucking victim. I'm not a victim of this thing. Okay. I have survived it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the ordeal for me is I was pinned down. I was locked in a room and this thing happened, you know? And afterwards... Well, it it certainly sounds violent. It, no, it, it was. It but sounds I mean, violent. No, no, no. But I think you need to understand where I'm at now okay. and where I was then. 
Because, you know, listen, but this is the point I was making as well, that I put it out like that because I feel like it needs to be in men's faces that this is how plain and simple this thing is. It's wrong. Mm. It doesn't need ugly violence of knives and guns. All it needs is a stronger man and power. That's all it needs. Yeah, and sure. that's what happened to me. Sure. There was a guy who was in university. I was in high school. We had just, we, I was with a group of friends. They used to rap and we would dance with them. We were like their backup dancers just and like whatever. Him. So they, they got this gig at the Freshers Ball and this guy, um, was a friend of the guys I was hanging. Well, he wasn't even a friend of those guys. He was a friend of the guy I was dating at the time. And we went to his room. Um, because now I got cold and I was wearing baggy pants and, you know, I, these baggy pants had his belt, you know, because now they were falling off and whatever. And he was like, no, 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 I need my belt back and come, I'll give you a jersey or whatever. I actually, <laughs> I'm still, some, to this day I go, why the fuck did I go to this guy's place? But you see, but this, we went but there. this was not, this is not. The plan wasn't to go shy. No, 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 no. You didn't do anything yeah, wrong yeah, by going to this yeah. guy's place. But by then, what's interesting though, funny enough, is by then there were people who decided that I'm having sex. You know, in high school, there's always those mean bitches who will start a rumor and then it becomes the story yeah. that you're fucking around. I had never had sex in my life. And this guy, um, started getting, you know, freaky and frisky and whatever. So I was like, cool, we'll make out. You're cute. But as soon as I started to get, Further, I was like, ah, this is not what I'm here for. And then as I went to the door, he ran there and locked it, and I thought he was playing. And then I realized this, this guy's actually not playing. He locked the door and pinned me down and did what he needed to do. And I was so shaken afterwards, and I just remember him combing my hair and walking me out hmm. and me going home. And I remember being so fucked up because I. Usually I'd got I'd get in trouble with my mom because I missed my my curfew that night. My mother didn't even ground me, ground me, and I feel like on some level she must have known something had happened because I got home. I had no apologies apology for her. I was just tears in the eyes. Went to my room and that was that. And for about a year and a half, my my grades plummeted. Um, I actually nearly failed the year, and I spoke to my English teacher. And that's where I spoke about this. And she was trying to encourage me to you know, report this thing and whatever. But I was just like, you don't understand. I'm a girl in high school. I was in a university at a guy's dormitory. How, I, everything says I went there to everything have sex. Everything is stacked up against you. So I was like, you. everything stacked up against me. Also, my personality, you know. Um, also, in high school, you know, I was very insecure. I was, I was one of those girls who was in everywhere. So truth was not my strong suit. And I was like, no one's going to believe this has happened to me. They're going to think I'm making this shit up like I bring, I make everything else up. So I, I couldn't talk about it. And I wasn't about to tell my mother about it because I felt like I'll never be let out of that house ever again. So I spoke about it because I felt like also there are women who do think that this would never happen to them. Or this could never happen to people who are a certain way. That you have to be a weak woman to be raped or you know what I mean? So I spoke about it just to say, you know, it 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 hasn't defined who I am. It yes, it's changed uh, a lot of things. I suppose maybe my attitude to be safe, to sex would have been different for a while. But I've been through therapy for so many years that you know, I, like I said, I've dealt with it. And also, I think part of the reason I didn't want to talk about it was because a lot of times they'll be like, "But think about your family," and then I realized. Fuck, they're not the ones who were raped. They were not there. And why should they be ashamed that something happened to me? I didn't rape anyone. The person who should be ashamed is the person who raped me and his family.
and who got away and, and who got away carried with on it. as yeah. if what he'd done was completely yeah. normal. And would I ever out him to the world? No. Because then I live in a public space. I live in a space where it's going to become more than what it really is. I'm not belittling what happened to me in any way, but I feel like if I ever had to confront him personally, because I wrote him a letter as part of my therapy, I wrote him a letter. After I wrote that letter, I read that letter out and I burned that letter. And it was so therapeutic for me. And I don't know where he is. I don't even know if he's still alive. But so you never had to face him again? After I never had to face him again. I mean, part of the healing was also speaking to a girl he had done the same thing too. Mm. And, you know, she described a very similar uh, scenario to what I had gone through. And it was almost as if I had a, a, a sister in this thing. Because she was older than me, by the way. And so that also helped me feel like there was, it wasn't anything wrong with me. This guy has a fucking problem. Um, and I am toying with the idea of finding him. And confronting him But it has to be I have to know what I'll get out of it Some things you don't just do Because it's what's to be done It will give you closure I feel like I got my closure If I did it It would literally just be to go Okay, I really can face you And I'm no longer Yo, My chest is actually tight Talking about this now It, it does still it's, it's, It stays with you When this happens to you Okay, and that's why for me, I don't give a fuck what any court says if they decide a guy didn't do it. If the woman feels like this is what has happened to her because she did not want it, I do not give a rat's ass, a rat's ass, what any law says. Because for me, court is about who can argue their point best. We watched Oscar. We watched Oscar get away with something before they came back and appealed. We watched this happen. Mm. So for me, court doesn't say someone is innocent. Court says somebody out-argued somebody else. But if a woman has been violated like that, and then has had to, on top of all of dealing with that kind of trauma, when you realize you've been raped, now you must deal with the trauma of, 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 of your life is now in danger. People are threatening you. People are now wanting to shame you. I mean, that's too fucking much. And that's why I said this crazy thing made me think about that and made that come up. When I had this conversation with the journalist, I was not aiming for this to become a story and a headline. I was saying that that got me thinking, that the impact was real, that though what those women did, they have no idea how deep what they did went. I don't think they do. And people see it on the surface. They talk about publicity stunts, timing, fuck timing. It was huge what they did for me because I have a daughter right now. Mm. And I need to make sure that if the same thing, God forbid, happens to my daughter, she is able to talk about it immediately and hopefully stop this thing from happening again. My shame is that I didn't stop it because I never reported him. So I don't know if he did it to someone else after he did it to me. Well, you know, for me, the... The biggest thing that I'm taking away from from what you've just shared is the fact that you felt you couldn't speak about it because, f firstly, the, the the odds were stacked against you, yeah. which is why you know when it comes particularly to issues of um, sexual assaults and rape against women, quite frankly, the South African criminal justice system can get flushed down the toilet when it mm. comes to that, mm. because people, men in particular. Do not understand what is meant by when you say the odds are against me. Yeah. And this is exactly what was the case yeah. in this situation. Yeah. The system is not supportive of a woman coming forward in this no. country because as soon as that happens, you are the one who has to prove that you, that you, were that you are telling the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah. The criminal doesn't have to do anything, actually. They just get to sit back. You are yeah. the one who has to put in all the work to prove that this this happened in this manner on this day at this time. This is the evidence that I have for you. Yeah. So for me, the system in this country can get fucked. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. Sure. And now would be a good time to... um. So thank you for joining us once again, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Are you are you are you here next week? I think I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cliffcentral.com. This is Cliffcentral.com.